All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Um, all right. So as we move on, before we move on from that Lakers and Golden State talk, a couple other points I want to bring up surrounding that series is, yes, Anthony Davis is going to have to really – uh, make Golden State pay for not having enough size. And um, I don't think Golden State, excuse me, I don't think the Lakers are going to present as much depth problems to the Warriors as Sacramento did. Um, I think Vegas has Golden State a slight favorite in this series. And I'm going to take the Warriors to win this series. Uh, styles make fights. And, you know, I just think in the long term, I don't know if, you know, now I will tell you this. I do think this is going to be a competitive series because I don't think Golden State is that team that they have been since I've been following since this whole last decade run, as Steve Kerr says. So I think that if Golden State is going to even make a trip back to the finals or win the whole thing, they're going to have some long series. They're going to have some long series just because, again, their depth. um, I don't believe yet until further notice that they can play consistently, consistently um, on the road. So to me, if they're going to be victorious, this should be, even if they do win, this should be a lengthy series. Now, I will tell you this. The wild card in this for the Lakers, I believe, that can really – I don't think he's playing on the level that Darren Fox was all season and what we saw him play in that first round. But D'Angelo Russell is a wild card in this for the Lakers, in my opinion, because I believe that he, he has an opportunity to obviously pick up the scoring slack for Anthony Davis or LeBron. I would really say for Anthony because I think LeBron's going to be as consistent as what he can be. He might have one bad game like he did, you know, last series. But I think not only can he pick up the slack scoring, but I think he has an opportunity to really get Golden State's Curry, a lot of their perimeter players, Jordan Poole, in foul trouble um, because he can create his own shot off the dribble. Um, he can get aggressive at times and take it to a hole. I think he is very key. If the Lakers end up winning this series, we'll look back and said, you know, D'Angelo Russell really will be talking about the pickup from Rob Palenque, picking him up at the at the trade deadline. We'll be talking about how good of a series he had because that's really what it's going to take. It's going to take all three hands in the deck from those three guys. Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Russell's going to have to step up and, and, and take the scoring load and make Steph and their perimeter players work on the other end. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. 877-37-GRIND. One one other note surrounding this. Uh, There's multiple reports out there, and it's crazy to me how this always has to do with timing when this stuff comes out. But allegedly, Draymond Green, uh, during the course of the season, had asked permission from Golden State to have kind of uh, a couple days off so he could go be in attendance uh, to LeBron to watch LeBron James make history and pass Kareem. Of course, the reports has it. Steve Kerr told him, no, I think you need to just stay here with us. 
for one, when I first saw this and read this, I was like, first thing, because I'm like, yeah, try to tell everybody he's playing in L.A. next year, I believe, speaking of Draymond. Number two, it also kind of explains what I've been talking about throughout the season from afar, looking like there were some type of chemistry issues with them. And what I mean by that is that if you are – if this is true, which they'll get, I mean, it's the playoffs. They're going to get asked. He's going to get asked this question either post game one tonight or after before game one to try to verify if this is a true report or not. But let's just stay on the case because it's in multiple outlets. Just let's say for the case of this segment, it is true. If you're Stephen Curry, who has been a rival with LeBron, who was not openly you know, greeted with open arms by LeBron, speaking of Steph. If you're Steph, and I'll even throw Clay in there. Look, these guys are professionals. I know this stems for, I think, when was it? Um, I think it was like Dwayne Wade. There was a few people. I think there were some people that attended and took off for Kobe's last game. I believe, in the Crypto Center, Staples Center. So in this, in Dre's generation. I think generation, was there, too. Yeah, it, in their generation, it's kind of, you know, it's happened to a certain extent before. But still, that had to make Steph and Clay feel a certain type of way. Not irate, not like, oh, man, what? You want to do what? Nothing like that. Because, like I said, it's nothing that foreign, you know. But I think that if you look at the circumstances like, yo, look at the evidence. You pretty much gave Jordan Poole a one-hitter quitter in camp. It's obviously we're struggling right now. I'm going back to the time that he's asking the Golden State Warriors for permission to 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 have a few days off to go be in attendance to watch LeBron. Yeah, this is like yeah. early February. Yeah. yeah. So you're struggling. Things aren't going well. You suck on the road. We're, we still we still got residue left from the Jordan Poole incident. If you put all that in a pot of gumbo. That also gives me a little evidence of what was really off this season. And I'm telling you, when they're done and the run is over and somebody writes a book, there's going to be, just like I know I've heard some stories out of the Bulls in the 90s and all that stuff, there's going to be some stories out of out of this. You, there's going to be some people, I believe, amazed that they were able to accomplish as much as they did with probably a little bit more in-house fighting than they have led to on to believe that there is. But I will just tell you that um, if this is true, which it probably is, that explains a lot to me too as well. And and, and again, that's, you know, LeBron, Carmelo, Draymond Green, that era, that's just something they do. I mean, that's something that they don't look, you know, down upon. Like I told you from the whole changing jerseys and everything, which started in soccer, by the way. Everybody got that from soccer. NFL, you know, when Beckham was doing it and basketball, that's all soccer. Swap. That's all soccer, man. They've been doing that stuff since the 70s and the 80s, man. 
But this has just been a different generation. I mean, I don't know if Isaiah Thomas was, you know, rushing to see Larry Bird's last game in person, vice versa. I mean, I know when Larry, you know, when he was basically had bad back and all, and he couldn't even stand. I know when it was his farewell year, I know Magic showed up in the garden to kind of present him with a gift. I mean, he did that. But other than that, that's just his generation. But I just feel like Draymond, man. I'm telling you, man, all eyes, I don't even care if they do go back to back. I mean, all I would be probably at this point mutually expected. I, I would be probably shocked if, if he's back. Nah, I can't say shocked. I'd be very surprised because I think the other element, I said this when we talked about this a few weeks ago, there is something when you're on a historic run like they and you're going to have a legacy and a piece of history in the NBA history. There is a there is something to keeping your original three together to finish out in that uniform. It happened down here. It happened in Boston. Um, for the most part, it happened in L.A. When you talk about Magic, Worthy, Kareem, I grant, I granted Kareem didn't start with the Lakers, but the end he didn't have to go finish his career in another uniform. So. That part, I'm going to leave the door open where both parties might like, do we really want to see him? I mean, you can always come. He's always going to be a warrior. But do you really want to see him in a in different uniform? That's why it just to me, like it was just so stupid. And not to bring this segment to bang on down here in our backyard. But to me, it was just so dumb that year that they, it was like after all that dust Tony kicked up with Kawhi, whatever, it was like, oh, OK, but we're going to let you just walk out here, go play with Charlotte one year and then just call. That was just ridiculous. But whatever. Whatever. So I think you you I mean, you leave the door cracked open a little bit for that. But if you hear these reports today, then you had the fight. Then you see the struggles of what's going on, you know, um, and then what could be the real storybook. And is the fact that, you know, all of that of what I believe and what some people believe that's going on behind closed doors or what the end of this is going to be. What even would be even more amazing if they do end up winning another title in these circumstances. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they do win it, we're going to have to have some different conversations with Steph. It ain't just about he's the best shooter. It ain't about that. You can't let them win with this squad. And I just believe that, you know, this is going to be a very, very interesting series because I do believe there's a legacies a little. I mean, Curry's leg, Steve, Stephen Curry's legacy is already in stone. I think LeBron's is, too. But yet and still, man, these are, you know, you're coming to the end of these type of matchups between these two. And it's going to mean a lot because because, you know, whoever wins this, they have a good look at it. I mean, that if, if Denver can win like they did in game one versus Phoenix, but they can show that they can win a game like they did last night, an ugly, gritty game like that, Denver's got the rest of the league on notice. They've got me on. I'm still proceeding with caution. I'm still here to wait to come in here and say, hey, man, what did I tell you? So where's Porter? You see what happened? But yet and still, if they're going to play like they did and can win those two different ways, then, yeah, Denver's going to be hell for anybody to be, even if it's Golden State or L.A. But there's a lot riding on this series. I think to the, the Lakers and Golden State series, I think, is really going to have a lot to do with how this West is going to end up being won. What do you got? Which is wild because at the time of this story, you know, from February, like nobody, there was a lot of people already writing out writing off uh, the Warriors and writing off the Lakers for even being in the spot at this time of the year. Um, you know, when it would just when you put everything into the time and you and you look at just where the Warriors and the Lakers were sitting at in the standings at the time of this Draymond incident, it becomes a little bit more like, whoa, 
because it's not like we saw them going to the semis. Well, look, I, I'm going to sit there and say then if that's the case, it's shame on a lot of people for writing them off. Golden State. I've never, I've said, look, I don't know if they're a championship team, but if there's a switch, I mean, you got guys like, I mean, Barkley brings all the time about the Skip Bayless. Well, you got these jackasses on TV that's saying, so, so, well, Chuck, I mean, you on TV saying some dumbass, you know what, too, like, oh, man, you just can't turn a switch. Like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, evidently you can. Now, again, you got to have that special person on there, but that's shame on us for throwing dirt on them. It shouldn't be a shock that they're here at the semis. You got an 82 game season. How much can you get up? Like, first of all, I didn't even realize it'd been 10 years since Steve Kerr came up and said in the post game. But how much can you get up in 82 games when you know there's like a 5%, 3% of the league can really beat you if healthy in a four out of seven that can out coach you and can outplay you? It is hard to get up and basically not sit there and say, hey, just let me just get there. I don't think that was all with them. And I said that all year. I think it really had to do a little bit with the Jordan Poole incident. Now we hear this report that he's trying to in the middle of struggling. He's trying to go watch LeBron, you know, play. So there's a recipe, but make no mistake about it to sit there and get up day in, day out after you've been through this many finals and this, especially after last year's victory, because no one had them winning that last year. No one. Um And that's why I think you see them talk more now. I mean, Steph Curry's never used to act like this. Yes, he run around with his mouthpiece chewing. He never sit there and basically pretty much, oh, I'm going to mock them and I'm going to light the beam. Or basically making sure the cameras and millions of people can read his lips. Y'all ain't ever ready for this. Y'all ain't ready yet. Y'all ain't want it. It's not, not now. He would never be like that. Clay talks more than any of them. Draymond, and he's, well, man, yeah, he, he, he remembers him. So to me, that character that's coming out of them is that rate. Like I said, there has in as long as I've been watching basketball, I'm 46. Celtics in the 80s, Bulls on both three peats, the 01 Lakers run three peat. There's been no dynasty that has been written off and thrown dirt on more than this Golden State run. And a lot of that has to do is a lot of people didn't want to accept and wasn't buying into that Stephen Curry could really put this team on his back and win titles, and he proved it. He proved it. That's why I like LeBron, but a lot of LeBron stuff that he's talking in this series before the camera, like, oh, man, you know, oh, there's a lot of series, you know, series between Steph, all-time greats. You know, sometimes we'll sit back and show, you know, Steph, you know, seeing some of those shots, that's what he do. I'm like LeBron, as the kids would say, as Bronny would say, stop capping. Like you, 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 your whole banana boat buddy crew, you, Mello, D-Wade, CP3, none of y'all didn't even want to mess with Steph. I don't know if it's because he was raised, he came up in a good family, he's too light-skinned, he saw, he's whatever, and now y'all kissing his ass. That's what I love about it more than anything, and I love LeBron. I've defended LeBron more than anybody in this region. They're forced to have to give him credit, and don't think Steph don't know that either. He trying to show no mercy, Sensei. Sweep the legs. That's what he's trying to do to this L.A. team and LeBron. 877-37-GRIND. Did you want to add something or a question? Well, yeah, because, I mean, and this is kind of transitioning to another thing here on the docket. But uh-huh. So Draymond Green kind of finding himself out of favor. Uh, he, he hasn't really produced on the court as much as maybe in the past. And now the antics, both on and off the court, are starting to catch up with him. Same thing with his little rival buddy, Dylan Brooks. 
right? And so now we've got two teams, two players who seem to be those those energy guys, but their franchises are kind of being uh, uh, kind of wearing thin on tolerating what it is that they're doing. Well, first of all, let, let's just we gonna punt the break. What we're not gonna do, which I was gonna get to that, what we're not gonna do is put Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green in the same breath. We not doing that. They both do similar. I'm not gonna say talent wise, but their no, antics no, are similar. Cal. No. The bottom line is Draymond Green, whether you want to call him antics, whether you want to call him part of his role, it has resulted into a dynasty, part of a dynasty. Dylan Brooks, which I'll get to him, yes, there's multiple reports saying Memphis has told him they have no reason to resign him or not going to resign him under any circumstances. And I do have my thoughts on that. In regards to really what they're trying to say and how I really feel about it, even though it shouldn't be that big of a shot. But no, that we ain't gonna do that, man. We ain't gonna do that. 877 grind You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark produces Spit of the One and Twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. All right, keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey is a whiskey that's oak barrel aged that's distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before landing the glacier fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pendleton Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich complex flavor. That is Pendleton Whiskey, which is official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and it's official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the Philosophy Tour. That is Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
All right. So uh, we've got a comment here with Adam Martinez I'll get to it shortly. But let me finish my Dylan Brooks take before we transition into football talk. Um, yeah, so there's reports that Memphis has made him aware that they're not going to renew his contract and not bringing him back. Um, and again, you know, Draymond's situation is Draymond has chosen to take that role for this particular squad in this run. And they've kind of elected him to take this role. And it has resulted into titles and deep playoff runs. Dylan Brooks is, in my opinion, from the time he left Oregon and the time, the time, the few years he spent at Memphis, he's gone through an identity crisis of who he's really trying to be, which is a tough guy. Now, the way this is being reported today, and it's by multiple sources, so this came straight from upper management. They wanted this out there, ASAP. I do believe it is to a certain extent they're making Dylan Brooks the fall guy. Because this is what I mean by making him the fall guy. Because what this shows you, for them to make this decision this quickly, right after, I mean, not even that long after being eliminated, that lets you know that ownership and possibly head coach, coach and staff, they think we've got a culture problem. And they think Dylan Brooks is that guy that's the problem and possibly, possibly the guy that's a bad influence on John. That's, in my opinion, this is what this is about. But the reality of it is like, no. Like, yeah, I mean, Dylan Brooks is going to be the guy that's going to talk. He's looking for smoke every night. He's talking through the media. But John Moran is still John Moran. John Moran is still in the club, still hanging with Moneybag Yo. That's still John Morant. So you can move furniture around. You can go ahead and just, you know, clean up some stuff. Just, you know, you don't have to throw away. Just hurry. Just put it behind the couch. That's what they're doing with Dylan Brooks. But the truth of it is, I do think it's a culture problem. I think it's an immaturity problem. And I think it is part of the coach that doesn't have the control of it. But I think Dylan Brooks is the easiest one to sell to the Memphis fan base. And everybody, hey, nah, we're not going to renew him. He was the most outspoken one. He was the loudest one. So they're going to get rid of him when I think the whole team from Ja, and again, for all we know, Dylan Brooks can be taken from Ja. From his actions. So we'll see. What well, The only interesting thing with this is going to be, how, you know, what is going to be the demand of the suitors uh, to get Dylan Brooks? Because Dylan could be that type of guy that, you know what, you hate him if he's on any other team, but you know what, if he's with you, and he's stirring up dust and he's putting his nose in the, you know, in the things. You might like it. But we'll see. Got a lot of time to see what kind of market opens up for him. 877-37-GRIND. All right, transitioning to the NFL. And before we do that, uh, we've got Adam Martinez checking in with us on Facebook Live. And he says, Calvin, so sad. Rug pleads guilty to DUI misdemeanor, vehicle manslaughter, two lives and families impacted forever. He can get three to 10 years in prison. Your thoughts? Okay, Adam, you're giving this to me in real time. Um, I hadn't seen that. I don't know. Can we confirm that? Is that coming down the wires? That's what that is? Yeah, the Associated Press has uh, distributed the story. So he copped the plea. So the most he can see in prison is 10 years. The minimum would be three. Yeah, and if he if this had gone to trial, 
uh, and he be- and he had been convicted. Uh, he was facing more than fifty years. Um, look, I think you know. First of all, to kind of go with Adam's post there and to say, um, it, I said it then when it happened, um, and still to say it here years later. It, it's a sad situation. Um, like you said, Adam, there's um, families, two lives, and families impacted by this. Whether you give him 50 years or you give him three years, it's not going to bring those families back and change the situation. Now, granted, you know, if those are anybody's family, anybody listening, if that's your family, that would be my family. Of course, everybody wants justice. But I think on the other hand of that, we've got to think about the state that this occurred in the state of Nevada. And, you know, this has been the discussion and I talked about this before when this went down. This has been the discussion in regards to forever the reluctance and the pushback of wanting professional sports in Vegas. And I think that pretty much um, every since, and probably even before, but it really got ratcheted up a, a notch after that horrific incident at Mandalay Bay years ago when you had that lunatune that went in there and just shooting people in the crowd of a concert from Manly Bay, which is crazy. That was, I was at that same hotel about a week prior to that happening when that went down first time ever to Vegas too. Um, the DA down there, the mayor, they have set out in a mission to send a message, especially to professional athletes, uh, to other athletes coming in. This is not a city. We know the reputation, what stays in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's a party city, casino, gambling, prostitution's legal. We understand all that. But you ain't going to come in our town and make us look stupid, and we're going to send a message. So the reason why I bring that up is because you hate to think when you're talking about lives lost and you're talking about a high-profile situation with an athlete like this, a DUI, you would think that there would be not a DA or somebody in these great states of America that would be grandstanding because of the profile, the figure that it is. But yeah, it's possible. Meaning the fact that to offer him a plea and offer that you've already sent a met like, hey, we're going to send your ass to jail. I'm assuming he's probably, depending on the judge down there, I mean, hell, OJ, I mean, OJ went in to get his memorabilia and recorded it. Hey, what are you doing? Sit down here to get my stuff. Like, damn, OJ, like, man. Anybody else be the double murder, your ass gonna sit somewhere. Juice didn't care. Now, a judge he was dealing with at that time, I forgot her name, but that's a situation like, all right, sucker. Now we gonna like we gonna make up and make do. You got caught up in the system. But they sent a message to the juice. And hell, he was just getting his memorabilia and his ass set for like two to three years, something like that. So my point is, I would like to think if he copped a plea and it's three to ten, depending on the judge, I'm pretty sure they're going to give him the ten. I mean, that's the least you could do in regards to the lives that were lost of what he did. I mean, there's mistakes and then there's just things that's hard to warrant a mistake. That's just what it is. I mean, in hell, if you think about it, even if they get it, this is kind of probably along the lines of what Adam's trying to say. But even if you, I mean, hold this, bro. Even if you give him 10 years, hell, he's still getting out. He'll still be, what, damn near under, what, 40? 
Right about 40, a little bit, even if so you give he, them to. He's 24 years old right now. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, So he 10 years, he'll be coming out at 34. Yeah, 35, late. I mean, I mean, that is, yeah. If I'm those families, there's there. I'm feeling a certain kind of way, no doubt. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so transitioning into football, the other news today uh, that was kind of the bigger news early on is Jordan Love, the quarterback that has won the rights to take over. Aaron Rodgers and lead Green Bay Packers into the next era of quarterback play got an odd extension today. And the reason why I say odd is because today was the deadline that you had to really put up or shut up with people. I mean, players that were either you were going to pick up their fifth year option or decline it. And Green Bay's ownership and I shouldn't say ownership because they don't have one. People like Carl owns the Packers. Um, management. Management. There's a situation where they say, wait a minute, we could get slick. Let's just give them a raise, offer them a little bit more guaranteed money, but only say, hey, we're going to give you a one year deal, which a majority of it is incentive based. I mean, take, I think what if it's like 15 is guaranteed or something like that? Yeah, so it's actually less guaranteed money. Uh-huh. Uh, he would get 20 guaranteed if they picked up his fifth-year right. option. Uh, he's going to get 13.5 guaranteed, um, but the deal could be worth up to 22.5. So he has a potential to make $2 million more than what he would have before. I mean, it's a smart move by Packers front office, but I would also say who is Love's agent? Because I'm not going to let you. I mean, my my client has been sitting here, well mannered, toting the company line, understanding he's behind royalty. And why am I going to? I mean, my client is sitting there. We get it. That's Aaron Rodgers. But my client has sit back and watched this same organization that comes up with this type of deal bow down. And running circles for one man, one individual. And I get it, that's Aaron Rodgers. My client is not Aaron Rodgers. But why should we be the ones to do you a favor? We want a new contract. But, like I've always said, certain organizations, general managers and owners, everybody in the league knows the agents and the players that you can jerk around with. Just like any other industry, you know exactly those owners and GM know exactly who they can basically jerk around with. Say, hey, man, and they're not going to fight it. They're just, hey, man, I got an opportunity. All right. No. Jordan goes and blows his knee out this this season, week four, week five. Next thing you know, the Packers are saying, hey, we got about a crew of seven going. I want all USC games head out there. Which we're going to get to Caleb here in a little bit because we've got an anonymous GM. I wish these GMs would put a name on it, especially when you come down with some stuff like this. But smart for the Packers. Not very well done, in my opinion, for the agent. Pick up the option, man. Give us an extension. Hell. I mean, Geno Smith, I mean, look, I see you over there shaking, giving the no on the number one on the fastball, but I'm just telling you the reality of it. At least give me two or three years. Like, you you moved up to get me. 
But you, you don't know what you have. That no one knows what we. So, the, a lot so of people. The agent is ensuring that Love is going to have guaranteed money, and at least an opportunity in twenty twenty four. Because if he were to go, if he were to come out this season and fall on his face, or it just doesn't look good, then you don't get that option at all. And at that point, there's no money on the table. Some de- in this case, a deal is better than no deal. And I, I, I firmly believe in that. Uh, not when you have some leverage that, that love What's had. your leverage? What's your leverage is that this is all because of me. This whole, the whole, dear, the whole. No, this is the, all because the, of Aaron no, Rodgers. No, the, the relationship started to erode when they moved up in the draft a few years ago. They didn't just pick him. They moved up to get, get him. It. I get it. This whole erosion of Aaron Rodgers and the relationship with the Packers started that night of the draft. So, yes, you we caused this ruckus for my client love. He has sit here. Y'all have a plan. I can't even tell you who else the quarterbacks that they're carrying on their roster. We're late in the game right now. We're after draft. Now, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Packers did draft a rookie quarterback like in the fourth round, third round, somewhere. I don't know what the kid is they got. But they did draft a quarterback because I knew that was news. But – Look, I'm not sitting there and saying that I'm not going to, you know, kill Love for taking this deal. I'm not trying to kill his agent. I'm just saying that you basically, you did him a favor. And why? Like everybody that took these quarterbacks last Thursday, they don't know what the hell they're going to get. There's an article today that's come out. And to me, I've got to read. I want to read all through it. But you can look at ESPN. The Colts, I had it on the docket. Supposedly, they have been scouting Anthony Richardson for two years. They've had scouts over there for two years, and pretty much we're finding out the person in the building. See, now we're starting to get names in Indy. We're starting to find out the right-hand man to Ballard. His name is now on the top of my head. That really was against this for you. Like, hey, man, I don't know, but he, he carries a lot of weight with Ballard. But my point is, Anthony, Stroud, hell, even Young, Levitz, they don't know what the hell they getting anyway. So I'm not killing them for taking it. I'm just saying they they did it because they knew they could to you. You told it the company line. You kicked up no dust. That's all I'm saying. 877-37-GRIND. All right. Speaking of fifth-year options and who were picked up and who declined. Give us, let's look at some of these names that are out there that, because the first one that comes to my mind that I don't even, I don't know you have this list in front of me, but I know the word on the street is Chase up in commander country. They declined his fifth year option. So there's a good chance that he might here pretty soon be outright released. Cause I don't think you can get anything for him, especially post draft, but that's one of the names. Give me some other ones that's been picked up or declined that I might've missed. Yeah, and so these are players that you know are under contract for this year. This is their 2024 fifth-year options that we're talking about. So this is not this season, but next season. Uh, when you, it's interesting, you look at the numbers. Out of 32 first-round picks, because there were 32 that year, um, 13 players have not been picked up. So think about that. The value of first-round picks in the NFL, the hype that we come out of on draft night, and to go in the first round, and we've got 13 players. It's nearly That's an interesting half, stat. Oh, wow. um, have not had theirs picked up. Or, uh, yeah. So, um, and we've got one uh, handful or th- two of them in the top 10. So, Chase Young, defensive end, Washington, he's not been picked up. 
Isaiah Simmons, Arizona Cardinals, linebacker out of Clemson. Uh, he's not been picked up. Mm. We can kind of see that one regime change over there, you know, bringing in a set of new guys. Okay. Um, Makai Becton, number 11 overall uh, out of New York, New York Jets, not picked up. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, San Francisco, number 14 overall, not picked up. Austin Jackson, uh, offensive tackle out of Miami, not picked up. Uh, Kalevon Chazon with Jacksonville right now, um, linebacker not picked up. Jalen Rager, who was drafted by Philly, plays in Minnesota now. He's expected to not be picked up. Other big names here, Pat. I'm gonna because there's a handful, uh-huh. so I'm gonna skip down here. Patrick Queen, linebacker in Baltimore. All right, he is not picked up, so not even expected. He is not being picked up. And of course, the one coming down the wire, uh, fresh here this afternoon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, mm. running back in Kansas City. They are electing to bring back McKinnon, and they are not picking up his fifth-year option. And Claude, that's the kid from LSU, right, that they drafted a few years that's back? That's correct. Uh-huh. And then you have, of course, uh, Akuda was already released by the Lions this year. He's been picked up by Atlanta. He is not eligible for a fifth-year um, option because of the release. And C.J. Henderson, um, he's in Jacksonville, uh, but has been or drafted by Jacksonville, but got declined by Carolina. So make that actually – you could call you could round this up to 15 first-round picks. Um, that are not are not expected to be playing with their team beyond year five. Look, well, first of all, I want to start with the uh, the stat that you said in regards to twelve or thirteen um, out of those first round picks that are not being that came out of that draft. And it's fifteen not, total that are either they're not with their team currently. You know, like Akuda was traded or, or rather released and picked up by Atlanta, and then C.J. Henderson. Uh, he's been moved on from Jacksonville to Carolina, um, and he's expected not to be. So you, that round, that rounds that number up to 15 first-round picks. We'll, I'll come up to that when we get back. You'll listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.